0: Cult and Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini sode of Cult and Classic Podcast. These are the short Friday episodes. We bring you something special to tide you over until the next main episode, which airs on Tuesdays, where we discuss two films thematically linked, one mainstream and one cult. I am your host, as always, comedian and film critic Nate Wyckoff. And today I'm going to talk about this is a controversial uh, film in the review circles. Uh, and also probably in the watcher circles because people tend to have a love or hate relationship with it. I love it, but there's a lot to talk about here. Um, so I'm reviewing Studio Ghibli's Earwig and the Witch, their 2020 uh, computer-generated imagery film, CGI film. It's their first feature-length CGI release. Um, they did do a TV series in CGI. It's very cell-shaded, uh, uh, popular video game technique of 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 3d animation that sort of mimics 2d animation and uh they also did a short film uh in in 3d uh for their museum uh which hasn't aired elsewhere but this one is the debut of um Goro Miyazaki who is a son of famed studio ghibli uh animator, director, guru, uh, Hayao Miyazaki, who has one of my favorite quotes in anime fandom, uh, which is, anime is trash. That was a quote from him, and it's kind of beautiful in in its complexities when you really get into it, but that's beside the point. We're talking about Earwig and The Witch. Now, a lot of people, including myself, were very interested if there was some strange parallel between uh, the choice of, of film title Earwig and the Witch and the uh, musical uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch, uh, which is certainly not a family film, at least not most families or, or stage production, although it's a fantastic show and I, I highly recommend watching it. The film version uh, stars the original lead and it's really great. I, I totally recommend it. But that considers uh, funky, non specialized medical care uh gender reassignment surgery and this film *Erwig and the witch has to do with uh, a girl who is an orphan who uh, ends up being adopted by a house of uh, two witches it seems or a sorceress and a witch and sort of has to deal with that and yes there is music involved there is a really rocking song uh in this uh, the 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 Japanese version is great if you watch the dubbed version which is currently on uh, HBO Max streaming and also you can buy this film on Blu-ray and DVD in the States as well as elsewhere Um, it's it's a the U.S. version is sang by Casey Musgraves who I have to say I'm not super familiar with because I am not uh, deep into the pop country music genre but this the the band in this uh, in this music sort of themed witch themed film is a really great 70s psychedelica stoner rock kind of um and uh casey musgraves does a great job so i was really impressed it's a super catchy song and uh it was blaring through the second half of the movie and it was i loved it so let's get into the actual plot of this movie this movie is uh based on the uh children's novel uh, by uh, Uh, Diana Wynne-Jones, who fans of Studio Ghibli will recognize, because she also wrote the novel uh, that Howl's Moving Castle is based off of. She's a a, a, a UK author. And are they similar? Well, no, but there is that sort of European vibe to the design and stuff that that, uh, Studio Ghibli carried over into this. And everyone speaks with uh, an English accent, uh, whether or not they're actually English or not, as in the case of Casey Musgraves. It is a fun film. This is a family film, like all Studio Ghibli films. Um, I would hazard to say that it is one of their weaker films. But as many of your viewers like to say, it's their it's it's uh, a weak film or a weak entry. That does not mean it's not uh, entertaining, uh, fun, and uh, worth a watch. Because Studio Ghibli really has. The incredible peaks of masterpieces like Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle um, and Kiki's Delivery Service—it's—it's uh, it's just they've my neighbor Totoro, of course—they've really created an entire genre of, of 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 anime and film, sort of these these high-minded, beautiful, heartwarming tales, and. To say that a film that's that's good uh, is is a failure is is really sort of tragic. And I think that a lot of times in the review circles, we get caught in this idea of um, is it good or bad? Well, here in Cult and Classic Podcast, especially for cult film lovers, we know that's not A a black and white decision. There are bad films that are great and a lot of fun, and there are good films that are uh, terrible to watch and you just endure them and you never want to watch them again. Um, It all depends on the message, the presentation, uh, and what you're supposed to get from the film. Now, I know I said I was going to get into the plot and I still haven't gotten into the plot. Here we go. Um, There are some minor, you could call them spoilers. Again, I don't believe that uh, a good film is, is ruined by knowing what happens, but I will say, if the idea of an orphan going to live with a group of witches uh, and discovering that they used to be in a rock band and trying to figure out how to manipulate them to her will, uh, a la sort of uh, Vanity Fair, uh, then just stop this right now and go watch it and then come back. Um, anyone else who still needs some more selling or wants to know more, the plot is is uh, Earwig, who's uh, renamed by the orphanage Erica Wig when she's dropped off by her beautiful, uh, flaming red haired mom uh, at the beginning of the film. Mom's on the run. We don't know why at first. Turns out it's because she broke, um, she she broke some rules and this the council of witches or some such thing. Whatever the the hierarchy in the witch land is uh, after her. So she drops Earwig off uh, at this. Orphanage, Irwig uh, grows up to be beloved and also have the entire staff and all the kids wrapped around her fingers. She is the mastermind behind this whole place. She does not want to get adopted, uh, unlike her little friends. And um, so, when uh, two people—the uh, the, the the resident witch who we see most of and the man Drake, this big quiet man who looks kind of like a scary evil version of the dad from Jimmy Neutron—when when they come and they just pick her uh earwig is quite plucked now her name is interesting because earwig uh the insect called an earwig is what we probably think of in the US but really uh they would crawl in ears and there was the idea in olden times that these could control people, they'd crawl in your ear and get in your brain and so forth. Um, so there's this this idea of manipulation that comes with calling her earwig. Uh, in in Japanese, uh, in, in the film, uh, her name is um, Ayatsuru, which sort of means manipulate or, 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 or uh, coerce, influence, that sort of thing. So uh, the name is kind of important. And I think uh, we kind of are, because she has these cute little bangs that come up like the pincers on an earwig, um, I didn't even think of that uh, connotation. But of course, this is from a novel. There's a lot of fun subtext in there and you can parse it out as you watch it but earwig doesn't get adopted she goes to this family and then she learns that uh her her new headmistress essentially is a witch and she's super excited and she's like uh i want to learn magic and the woman says no you're going to do all these menial tasks that are horrible because this place is a mess and the woman then goes about her business of sort of fulfilling orders by making spells and potions and things for people and that's apparently what they do so earwig continually messes with this woman and vice versa. Uh, It's a power play. Irwig is trying to get um, the the woman to teach her magic. Um, And she eventually learns that irritating the Mandrake, the big scary guy, who's really quiet, who doesn't want to be disturbed, is the way to do it because he's terrifying and when he gets angry, uh, it could destroy everything, is the impression that you get. Uh, Well, eventually, Irwig finds an old record album uh or I can't remember, is it a record album or a tape? I think it's like a set or a Anyway, she finds this music uh from the band Earwig, and it is um this rock and song from their old the her housemate's old band. And who is the head uh front person, lead singer of the band, but her mom. She doesn't really know that at the time. Um what it all boils down to is eventually they all come to a consensus and earwig Sort of ends up having everyone wrapped around her finger, just like she did at the orphanage, but in sort of a good spirited way. The film ends on this weird cliffhanger moment, which upset a lot of people, where the mom shows up, Um, and there's this whole other story, but you don't get to it because the film ends. Now, the book is not a series, it's a standalone novel, and Studio Ghibli has never done a sequel anyway. So they've done TV series, but they've never done a sequel. They did a sequel to their video game, which they did uh, in production with, with Bandai Namco. That, I don't think that counts. Um, so to expect a sequel is mm, questionable. This reviewer though would like it, because you really do expect, since the film opens with Iriwa being dropped off at the orphanage by her mom who's on the run, and then ends with her mom coming back, While it sounds on paper like it might feel like a full circle moment, it isn't because there's so many questions unanswered. Um, You know, you're like, is the Mandrake Earwig's father? Like, what what is the situation? Why was she on the run related to Earwig? We don't know. I mean, we kind of know, but we kind of assume it's because she had a kid, but it's unclear. Um, There's also a cute cat uh, character who could speak, a la Salem, a la Kiki's home delivery service. And you'll notice I mentioned Salem. The film feels like sort of a mashup of a little bit of Hedwig and the Angry Inch with the music styling and Sabrina the Teenage Witch and a little bit of Harry Potter. Um, And all those things to me are great. I enjoyed them heavily. Um, The design is quite nice. Uh, You will see wildly varying opinions on this some people think it's a hideous monstrosity having pseudo ghibli's sort of um signature style in three dimensions i do think it's a mixed bag in some ways some characters uh like all the band members uh, your mom they look awesome and perhaps it's because those style of of facial features they're more mm, i would say more real life uh and not as like large eyed bulbous head sort of the, the kids in ghibli movies are they lend themselves more to uh, three dimensions because they're closer to what we see in the real world. Uh, whereas Earwig and her friends, <clears throat> they are odd looking from some angles. We only ever see them in a certain number of animated angles in the 2D films and in manga and things. And when you see them in 3D, it can be a little jarring. That said, Part of Studio Ghibli's visual magic was always characters making really surprised faces, you know, pigtails floating in air to signify this sort of, you know, shock or awe, um, you know, wonky physics on occasion based on mood. It's it's all part and parcel uh, with Studio Ghibli style, and they've done their best to translate it into this. I think it works on the whole, and some things look great. Um, however, I will say everything is crisp and beautiful, but... It is a little stilted movement-wise compared to um, some other high-end CGI features that we have. I mean, we have Pixar, so we know what is capable um, with lots of time and money and manpower and and brilliant physics plugins and all sorts of things like that on the technical side. So, Earwig and the Witch looks great. Could it look better? Sure. Um, Does it feel like a freshman attempt? Yes um should goro miyazaki uh hang up the towel and never make another film that's ridiculous uh that is absolutely ridiculous going with an open mind and i think people will really like Erwig and the witch especially i think studio ghibli fans are enjoying it already um i think the people that are disappointed um or, or i should say they're that are really attacking it are uh they were expecting something different. Uh, And there are many more Studio Ghibli films to come. It's not, this was not an ending opus. Uh, This was a story that they wanted to share and had a very specific vision for. And I think they accomplished that. My assumption uh, on that is because it was fun to watch. Uh, That said, there were things that were disappointing. As I mentioned, the plot is sort of, it's, it's one of the, it's the arrival. You know, it ends on this moment that you want to see more. Is that a bad thing? Not necessarily, because if, if it went too long, I would have been angry. And as it was, I wasn't angry, I just want more. So it would be great if they broke their trend of doing a sequel and did a full sequel on this, um, but there's also no source material for it. So who knows? Um, if you really like it, go read Diane Wynne Jones' book. And if you don't like it, well, go check out one of Studio Ghibli's other um, 2D animated incredible features. Um, I mean, even, you know, there's a lot of features in there that people forget about that are fun and good, but they may not have the shocking staying power of something like Howl's Moving Castle. You know, there's Castle in the Sky. Um, uh, There's, uh, I see, I'm not even remember, there's Porco Rosso. There's... um, There's... I can't even remember some of them, but there's, um, the cat returns, which I love, you know, there's lots of these films. Some of those aren't Hayao Miyazaki directed, but it's, uh, it's a wide varied field. You have a lot to enjoy. And I think this one is enjoyable. And I think the idea of putting on an HBO max so we can see it early is a lot of fun. Uh, and especially since it isn't the strongest entry from studio Ghibli, it's nice to be able to see it without having the pressure of buying it as we so often did with studio Ghibli films in the past. So Check it out. See what you think. Um, as always, touch base with us at cult and on Facebook uh, and Instagram at and Classic Podcast. I'm excited to bring you new stuff every week, and we've got some really cool stuff coming up. As always, some great interviews, some product reviews, and of course, in-depth discussions on cult and classic films that you probably haven't seen or haven't seen in years so i look forward to sharing those with you to play us out as always is the chud with all about evil and i hope you guys have a great day and we will be talking to you next tuesday